Hey ladies, you're listening to the It's Her Time podcast with Jess and Cody. Hands up if you avoid looking at your period. So many women are grossed out by their bleed. You know, we spend as much time as possible during our menstruation trying to disguise the fact that we are bleeding. We block the flow with tampons. We line our underwear to catch leaks. And I know, I don't know about you, but I know I always, that's when I wear darker clothes because I want to eliminate any chances of an unexpected stain. So while you might be trying hard to hide your bleed from everyone else, I want to know, are you also hiding it from yourself? That's what we're going to talk about today because it's funny. I had thought I had talked about this whole subject about our period color and all of this. Um, I have talked about it on other people's podcasts and on our Instagram and, you know, things like that. And then I somebody asked if we had an episode about this and I, I thought for sure that we did. And I went to go look and realized I have never recorded a podcast about how to, to tell so much about what's going on with our body by just paying attention to the color of our period blood. So we're going to learn all about it. You guys are going to become amazing detectives. You're going to have so much empowerment when it comes to your health and understand what's going on with your body so you can set yourself up for a better month next month. All right, but before we do that, let's go into Mixers Girls Say. All right, so favorite summer memories. This is so fun. Have you been having a good summer, Cody? It's been an awesome summer, Has but it, it's gone by been fast. Your, yes. Yeah. Tons of travel. Like I feel like the month of June, I was out of town every single weekend doing mm-hmm. something fun, whether it was a family reunion or mm-hmm. whether we went to Lake Powell. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, and then the rest of the summer is going to kind of continue with that. I know. I've had a fun summer too. I'm not going to lie. I do have um, some summer fatigue. I love summer so much. But this is like what I was explaining the other day to someone. It's my first summer like really, really working and traveling for summer and having kids out of school. It's like a weird Mm -hmm. exhaustion where you love it, but you're exhausted. Oh. You know what I mean? Well, and your kids are older now too. So I feel like when they're running from camp to camp, camp. they're busy. Yes. But let's listen to what some of our mixers girls think has been, you know, contributing to them having a super fun summer. Um, Went tent camping in our own backyard. And it's one of my favorite memories every summer to create with my kids. That's fun. Yeah. And easier, right? I think sometimes it's like we want to do that, but then we think of all of the prep that has to take place. Yes. Good idea, girl. Oh, I actually love this too. She says that one of my favorite things to do all summer long is sit on the patio and listen to the sound of sprinklers in the evenings. I actually really love that too. I love the sprinkler sound and I love when it's like warm outside and there's just nothing better. Hey, warm summer nights. I relate to her. Mm -hmm. Um, Another girl says, I love having sleepovers on the trampoline with my kids. I remember doing that as a little kid. I do too. I remember that too. Did you ever have a sleepover though on a trampoline and then the sprinklers turn on underneath (laughs) or you all end up in the middle, just like in a big pile. You're in the middle and someone's (laughs) like, everyone's on me. Um, Another person says, um, my favorite memory is actually as a kid, I loved catching fireflies at night. We don't live where there's fireflies, but that is on my bucket list. I someday want to go somewhere where I can see a firefly mm-hmm. and like put them in a jar. Yeah, let's go. It just seems magical. Where should we go, Cody? Well, it's in the South, right? If yes, the United where should States. we go? We're going to find let's a go. state and a city where, where mixers, we go. customers live, are residing yeah. and we're going to come visit you. 
If you are listening and you have fireflies in your home, your backyard, backyard, invite us over for a barbecue. Invite us over and we're going to come and throw a mixers event. (laughs) Yeah, in your backyard. In your backyard. (laughs) We'll come visit. Um, Last two, my favorite is watching outdoor movies with my family. That is so fun. And then, oh, just got home from traveling with my very best friends to Italy. Oh, dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Dreamy. Okay, let's hop into the episode. Mixers is a company made for women by women. Each of our products have been carefully and lovingly crafted to support you in all stages of your life, providing you with the optimal health you deserve. Each ingredient we handpick is 100% all natural, backed by science and chosen specifically to better your life physically, mentally, and hormonally. Each product empowers your body to take charge of its monthly hormonal shift and flows, empowering you to live life to the fullest. Let mixers take care of your needs from sunup to sundown, and you take care of the rest. Check us out at mixers.com, M-I-X-H-E-R-S. All right, let's get into the episode. How often are you looking at the color, the flow, the consistency of your period? The color, consistency, and flow of your bleed is one of the greatest insights into your overall health. In fact, in 2015, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists published a paper advocating a women's menstrual cycle should be considered as a fifth vital sign along with our temperature, our blood pressure, pulse, and respiration. Each month, the foods that we eat, how stressed we are, the exercise that we do, and the quality of our relationships all have a critical influence on our delicate hormonal balance and in turn, our menstrual cycles. So not sleeping enough, or maybe you're not drinking, or you're drinking too much, or you're not eating um, on a timely schedule, you're eating on the run a lot, your period's going to let you know. It might be in the form of darker, thicker blood, um, maybe with more blood clots and more painful cramps. Maybe you've been under the pump at work. Maybe you've been exercising a little too much. Uh, Maybe you're not eating enough or you're feeling that extra stress. Your period's going to let you know. It might show up um, in a form of maybe a lighter or even more watery um, or even a shorter period. Once you understand that there are different types of periods, interpreting your fifth vital sign becomes a natural way of operating. Knowing what your period is trying to communicate with you allows you to course correct each month. It also allows you to trial trial things, um, new things like new foods or new ways of living or managing your stress and then receiving real-time feedback on how your body responds. It's time to start truly looking at our period blood and then really appreciating the vital information that our body is trying to share with us instead of just being grossed out all the time about it. I know it's something that everybody is still not totally comfortable talking about, but I want us to be like, this is cool. Let's let's learn. Let's start looking. Observing our period blood is easy, and it can be done really no matter what type of blood collecting device you prefer. Um, you might like to do this daily um, during your bleeding phase or maybe just once or twice throughout your period. So I'm going to talk about a couple things that we use and ways that you can do it because this is going to be kind of a short and sweet episode. I just want to give you guys this information and have you hopefully implement it this month so that you Again, like I said, set yourself up for success when you have this kind of information in your hands. Okay, so I know I mostly use tampons. I have used other um, menstrual products and I've switched things around and, you know, 
The tampons seem to be my go-to. And if you exclusively use tampons, what you may observe is that after you take your tampon out, (laughs) before you place it into the toilet or wherever you throw it away, um, you can look at how things are going, right? Just take a little peek at it. Now, tampons are super... They're very absorbent. That's what they're made to do, obviously. Um, because And that makes it so it's a little more difficult to maybe observe if there's clots or it might make it a little more difficult to kind of really figure out what the texture of your period is when you're looking at a tampon. But you will be able to observe the color fairly well and um, it, that can give you a lot of clues too. Now, if you wear pads, um, pad girls, you're going to have an easier time because the period blood's a little more spread out. Although the pad is also designed to be super absorbent. So texture can be difficult to see here as well. When checking the color of your period, remember that blood has been exposed to air also. And when that happens, a lot of times that will turn the blood brown. And so it's best to observe the color soon after wearing a pad or when you're like wiping yourself. Um, to get the best idea of what your color of your period blood is trying to tell you. Okay, now menstrual cups or moon cups. I know there's lots of different names for these. I think this is probably the easiest way to observe your blood in its full form. A menstrual cup, what it does is it sits inside your vaginal canal and it collects the blood like a cup. And when it's ready to be removed, you just tip the contents that are in it into the toilet or you can do it down the sink. And when you do that, it's a really great time to just take a look at the color, but also at the consistency. Check it out and see, are there many clots in there? Um, Does your blood pour well? You know, what you want, a healthy period is going to have kind of slightly thicker than water consistency. And so you want to pay attention. Is it sticky or is it free flowing? All right, so now now we got those out of the way. What do you do once you've observed your menstrual blood? Okay, so each day of your period, what I would do and what I encourage you girls to do is to be sure to record your observations. I'm all about tracking. I want us to like record because we always think we're going to remember exactly like how things go, but I feel like we get this little bit of amnesia. And so if we can kind of keep track of how things are going, we're going to be able to kind of understand maybe the patterns. Um, And like I said before, we can course correct. So each day of your period, what I want you to do is be sure to record your observations and then you can do it in like a a journal. It doesn't have to be in anything fancy. There's also things that are um, like called menstrual charts that you can print out. There's many online that are free, but you know what the easiest thing for me, because I feel like all of us have this with us all the time, our phone. There's so many cycle tracking apps that are out there. Um, there's lots of great ones. So find one that works for you that seems like it's easy, user-friendly for you and just start tracking it. And if this app can have things that can tell you, you know, like you can record things like um, how heavy the flow is. I know that's a pretty common one. And maybe even more like um, maybe you're cramping and all of that stuff. Just the more symptoms that you can actually kind of report, obviously the better. Okay, so let's learn about how to decode your period blood because I know that's what we're here for today. All right, so now that you know how to observe your menstrual blood, let's figure out what it's trying to tell us. There are actually five period blood types, and that's what we're going to go over today so that you can understand maybe um, what you are looking at. So, and, And you know what? You have to understand that it's totally normal to switch between all of these different types, blood types, um, month to month, or even on different days of your period. So when I share what all of these different blood types are, just know, like, one month might be one way, another month might be another way, or you might even see all of these differences kind of throughout the month. But still, it can give us 
So many great clues. So many women start just normally with a dark brown spotting, and then they transition into, you know, around day two or three to the brighter red blood. Um, These period types are best, you know, they're like, they're they're provided as a guide. And over time, what you're going to find out is that you will learn your body's natural patterns and rhythms because our body is very we have rhythms. It, it loves to be rhythmic. Is that the right word to say? I think that is. Okay. So let's talk about period blood number one. That's our bright red. Okay. This is what a normal healthy period looks like. Blood is bright red because it's fresh and it's oxygenated and it's flowing at a normal speed. There should be minimal clots and really absolutely not very much cramping. I mean, a little bit because our we're shedding our uterine lining, right? So in order to shed that lining, our, our uteruses do have to contract. This shouldn't be something that we're really noticing that much. Okay, this is ideal. Period, blood type one. If that's what you are experiencing, good job. That's, sh- that's sharing a lot of information that you are doing things right. So keep it up. Keep doing the things. You're eating the right foods. You're getting the right amount of exercise. You're managing your stress, all the things. So good job. Keep it going. Okay, period, blood type number two. This is one that's really common, especially for you listeners. I hear a lot from you. This is one that you guys notice um, and ask questions about. Okay, so this is the dark brown spotting. Okay, brown colored blood indicates that the blood has been exposed to oxygen and that it's old. Okay, and this can be due to spotting before the true period starts, or it's like I said, the old blood after the period is ended. Dark brown period blood is commonly seen when women experience spotting in the days before their period. This is often because the endometrial lining um, has started to break away just a little too early, and it can be a sign of low progesterone. And that's where I want you to pay attention to it. That's telling us what's going on with your hormone balance. Progesterone is the hormone created primarily in the second half of our menstrual cycle. So during our second half of our month after ovulation, and it's responsible for keeping the lining of our uterus in place until our period is due or if pregnancy occurs. Um, When progesterone levels dip too early, small little parts of the lining can break away and that's what you're seeing and that's what you're observing as the the dark brown spots on your underwear. Dark brown blood is also seen when the uterus has not efficiently removed all of the blood by the end of the previous period. So after a normal bright red colored period, you may notice uh, dark thick blood for a day or two after your period ends and this is a sign that all of the blood was not removed quickly enough and the blood has been exposed to oxygen. Um, if you are noticing this type of blood after your period, what I want you to do is focus on pelvic stretches and gentle yoga during your bleed. It's going to help things out. It's going to get things moving. There's also acupuncture treatments that you can um, you can seek out and also what's called a fertility massage. And this can be really helpful to move the blood more efficiently so that it can be cleared uh, in the active bleeding days. That's that's the ideal. That's what we want to do. So you can even give yourself your own massage, um, but there's lots of things you can do. So I would say look that up and, um, and see if there's something like that that is available to you. Okay, period blood type number three. This one is one that I feel like a lot of women... When they are experiencing it, they don't mind. (laughs) They don't mind. They're like, cool, this is not a problem at all because it seems like it's ideal, but there's some things that are 
going on that we need to pay attention to that aren't ideal. Okay, so blood type number three is light pink and watery. So very light and watery. Light colored period blood that appears watered down can indicate that there's depletion going on in your body and in your life, actually. And this may be in the form of nutritional deficiencies, which is so common. You know, that's the number one root cause of hormone imbalance. Um, But it's also a sign of under eating, especially if you're not getting in enough of those healthy fats. It's also often caused by depletion in the form of like overwhelm or chronic stress and burnout, which I know that's rampant. I know all of us have those times in our life. Um, This type of period is often short. It's usually less than four days, which is why I was saying sometimes it feels like it's ideal. And it's it's also very light. So it's like, it seems like it's what we would all want um, because you're not having to use all of these tampons. You can just use light pads, you know, things like that. It's just much easier. But light pink periods are often observed in women with low estrogen. And so that's the hormone responsible for building a thick and healthy endometrial lining. And so when your body is depleted physically and it's depleted emotionally or spiritually, it often dials down your estrogen production in order to prioritize your survival. It thinks you are like in a life or death situation. So your body, you know, I I say this all the time, when your body is under a lot of stress, you know, it tells your body, oh, this is not a good time to bring a baby into this world. And that's literally what our body is wondering is like, is this the month that we're going to have a baby that we're going to conceive? And if it's feeling like, nope, things aren't safe, then it's going to actually try to prevent your ability to be able to conceive. So this picture is common in women who are struggling to conceive, speaking of. um, And as the body fails to prioritize reproduction in times times of stress, as well as malnourishment, so not just eat, not eating enough, but actually eating um, like just empty foods, like empty calorie foods. You know what I'm talking about? Like just junk food. There's not a lot of nutrition. A lot of times there's food out there that we can eat. We can eat large quantities of it, but our, it's not actually providing a lot of nutrition for us. So this can be actually a big cause too. This period type um, is a sign that you need to step up your self-care. That's biggest thing ever right there. Okay. Period blood type number four. This is dark purple. So this often thick, syrupy, clotted, dark purple, or maybe even deep red color period is often accompanied by really painful cramps. Dark purple periods are commonly heavy and they may last for several days and they have an unpleasant premenstrual phase. So things like sore breasts, uh, big time mood swings, and really uncomfortable bloating. This type of period is commonly caused by an excess of estrogen or estrogen dominance. Estrogen, you know, like we just said, is responsible for building a thick, healthy endometrial lining, which is what we shed at menstruation. But in a healthy cycle, our body produces significant amounts of estrogen in the first half of our cycle, followed by a sharp decline in estrogen after ovulation takes place. In the second half of the cycle, progesterone rises and has a counterbalancing effect on estrogen. Progesterone acts like to stop the lining um, growing too thick, and it acts to help hold it in place. And when estrogen then is higher, or we're suffering from lowered progesterone to buffer the effects of estrogen, we experience heavy, painful, and clotted periods along with classic PMS symptoms that you girls are all too familiar with. The unopposed estrogen allows the endometrial lining to grow 
too thick. It grows very, very thick. It makes it so painful and difficult to shed at menstruation. So I'm sure you can just picture in your head what's going on. So when you are noticing this type of color, what's usually what the bottom line of this is that what's happening is that your estrogen is staying too low and your progesterone is I mean, you're sorry, I should reverse that. Your estrogen is too high. There we go. And your progesterone is too low. So that's what the imbalance is. And there's lots of things that we can do. Obviously, that's one of the main things um, that her time does is it helps to promote optimal progesterone production and it helps to support the body to um, efficiently and effectively um, eliminate and detoxify excess estrogen. But it also just overall nourishes our endocrine system, our whole hormone system to help our both, you know, all of our sex hormones balance. Well, actually all hormones, our stress hormones, um, you know, our thyroid hormone, all of our, you know, all of those things. So our sleep hormone, et cetera. Um, So that's where, you know, you want to just be sure that you're getting all of the things that you need to help give your body what it needs to um, function properly. Okay. This is the last uh, period blood type, number five, and this is the missing period. I wanted to make sure that I included this because I know some of you are like, my period is AWOL. (laughs) And there are several reasons that this is happening. And I know that, again, this sometimes seems like the ideal But honestly, girls, we want to have our periods regularly and for as long as we can in our life. It's going to set us up for a healthier, longer life. And um, we don't want, you know, to miss our periods, even though I know sometimes they're not the most convenient things to deal with. Okay. What can cause some of these or this missing period? There are several reasons, like I said. One of them is post-birth control. So if you have recently stopped taking hormonal birth control, like the pill, it can really, it can actually take your body several months to resume its own natural hormone production cycle. So, but every woman reacts differently. So most see a natural return of their menstrual cycle within about three months of stopping the pill. But there are others of you that it could actually take over a year to restore your natural cycles. Because remember, when you take the pill, you're actually putting yourself into induced menopause. So it's going to take a second for your body to like kickstart back in. Some of your, you know, might be able to do that quicker than others. So just know that that's a big reason. If you have recently stopped taking birth control and are yet to see a period, what you need to focus on is replenishing nutrients that were likely depleted by the pill because that's what the pill does. It absolutely like pulls nutrients from your body. So specifically zinc and your B vitamins, vitamin C and magnesium. So a good quality, even if you're not pregnant, um, prenatal vitamin is a really easy way or just a good multivitamin like her multi <laughs> is awesome. It has all of these important um, nutrients that we need. It's really an easy way to get the full spectrum of nutrients that your body needs post pill, along with a healthy diet. Of course, I don't think that you should just rely only on supplementation. We want it supplements to be supplemental to a healthy diet full of leafy greens, leafy greens, leafy greens. I know that's something that not all of us love, but oh leafy greens. Our body loves leafy greens, but also healthy fats. I know for a long time, people were afraid of fat. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think you girls get it. That healthy fats like olive oil, coconut, um, those deep sea fish and avocado, they're the best. Our body loves it. And when we get enough of it, our body thanks us. If your cycle hasn't returned though, after three months of stopping hormonal birth control, I do also want to say I recommend that you visit your primary health care provider for a checkup, okay? It's important to kind of figure out 
make sure everything's okay. Um, but keep asking questions too. There's, they might tell you to get back on the pill. <laughs> That's not the solution that you are seeking. And so keep asking questions, keep asking for other solutions. Okay. Another reason that this could be happening is polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is also called uh, PCOS. You girls know, we've talked about this a lot, but it's a condition of difficult or delayed ovulation. And it's commonly caused by excess androgens, which, you know, sometimes we call our male hormones, but they're not just male hormones. We have them too, but it's just that they're higher than they should be in us girls. So excess androgens cause, um, the egg that's within the follicle, which is normally released regularly during ovulation. But if you have PCOS, what happens is that you have difficulties during the development stages of this. And this can cause delayed or missed ovulation altogether, which is also termed, it's called an anovulatory cycle. Um, and that can result in a in really long cycles that can like extend, especially that luteal phase. And so, um, so yeah, so that's one of the biggest reasons that that can be a problem. The other one that I, um, we have actually done a, a couple of episodes about this because it's also something that is a huge cause is stress and hypothalamic am- amenorrhea, um, or we call it HA also. Stress is a major cause of delayed or missing ovulation. Remember, ovulation is like the main act of our whole month. It's what I know we focus on the period. We focus on menstruation because we're aware of when it's happening. But actually, the most important time of our month is when we are ovulating. That's what's going to be like the best sign that everything is healthy and as it should be is if we are releasing an egg every single month and it's working well for us. Okay. But again, if we're stressed, if our body's like, this is not a safe place to be, you know, it's going to stop that from happening because it wants to prevent pregnancy. Okay. So it's a huge reason for missing periods. Our body is really clever. I love that about our body. It will always prioritize our survival um, over the creation of a baby. So if our body is deeming our current lifestyle as too dangerous, it will temporarily shut down ovulation to remove even the possibility of us falling pregnant. Hypothalamic amenorrhea is a condition, if you didn't know, of chronic lack of ovulation. And it's not caused, that's not always caused by PCOS. I know that the two get confused just a little bit. And sometimes you can get diagnosed with one and it's really the other. Um, As frustrating as this diagnosis can be, it's super helpful to remember that your body is trying to protect you. So you have to give it as many safety signals as possible. I did an amazing episode. I, I, um, I interviewed Brittany Motzkus probably over a year ago. So go back through the podcast episodes. I wish I knew what time or which number it was, but amazing interview. And she talked about how she dealt with um, HA or (laughs) hypothalamic amenorrhea and how it affected her fertility and how she was actually able through lifestyle and nutrition to help reverse that and be able to become pregnant and have, she now has two children. So um, that's an amazing episode. If you know somebody that's dealing with this or you're dealing with it yourself, then I recommend going and taking a listen, a listen to that episode because I think you'll be able to learn a lot and feel like you can really relate to Brittany. Um, if you relate to this period type though, it's really time to explore why your body doesn't feel safe. Are you overburdened or are you truly not eating enough to support your body? Are you over-exercising? These are some of the most common causes of HA. Overstressed, not eating enough, over-exercising. So 
Also, you can look at things like, have you recently made any significant changes to your diet or your exercise routine? So if something's changed like suddenly, sometimes this can also kind of give your body these little signals like, help, stress, you know, something's not right. So be really honest with yourself and consider the areas of your life that need more nourishment. And I don't always just mean, when I say nourishment, I don't always mean just the food on our plate. We are nourished by so many areas of our life. um, And it's important for us to be able to get nourishment from relationships, from our spiritual practices, from our creativity, from um, learning through, you know, stress management, exercise, nutrition, of course, you know, all of these things. There's so many areas of our life that actually nourish us. And by focusing on these areas consistently for a few months, it's really is likely that your period will return on its own. But if not, I want you again to go see your primary healthcare provider for the next steps because they can help guide you and help you along the way and help take some of this stress maybe that's also on you and that burden that may be on you and also contributing. The other one obviously is pregnancy. That's a big reason for a missed period, right? Of course, if you previously had a regular period and it has gone missing, it's totally possible that you're pregnant. So you can take a home pregnancy test and you can visit your doctor for more advice. But let's say you're not pregnant and there's still no period. So there, you know, that's that's a problem too. And that's something you definitely want to talk to your about your doctor about. All right, you girls, I said this is gonna be short and sweet, and it is. Um, so there you have it. Quick guide to decoding your period blood and learning more about how to understand your health even that much more. I hope this was super helpful. And I hope you can share this episode with those girls in your life that have periods. I know that there's it seems simple, but really honestly, I am going to be curious to hear from you girls about what you start noticing and if you can actually be like the Sherlock Holmes of your health by just noticing just noticing the color of your blood, the consistency and things like that. And it will help you to be able to know what your next best steps are, how to actually treat the circumstances. So whether it's through nutrition, whether it's through lifestyle, whether it's through stress management, all of that. These are all things that are in your hands. These are all forms of medicine. Life is our medicine. And so it's possible to be able to get that healthy, perfect period and feel our very best every single month. And that's the goal that I have for you. The dream, the dream that I have for every woman on this planet. I want that. I want that for each of you. All right. Please join me again next week. I'm going to be back again with another new episode. We drop episodes every single Tuesday. And you guys, I wanted to announce this. I meant to announce it at the beginning of this podcast. We hit 100,000 downloads. You guys are amazing. That was my goal to hit that number of downloads by the end of this year. And here we are just halfway through. That means you girls are listening to more than one episode. And that also means you're sharing it with the girls in your life. And I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Please continue to help us be able to share this podcast with those that we love. It makes all the difference. And thanks again, girls, for those of you that are sharing reviews with us and giving us those five stars. It really helps. I did notice the other day that we had our first negative review, and now you're all going to go back and read it. But um, I wanted to address it really quick. This this listener said that she wished that we had uh, that we put more studies in or referred to the studies that I, you know, talk about. And I wanted to say that I try I try to share with you girls in the episodes where I read it from, but what I'm going to try to do in the future is try to actually um write 
where you can go look up these studies in the show notes. So my apologies for not doing that because I love that. I actually love that this listener cares about that. I want us to be like learners. You know, I want us to be that person. So I'm just actually really proud. So thank you for pointing that out. So that's what I want to say too. We love the happy and awesome reviews and thank you for sharing those, but I also love the good feedback. So I appreciate that. All right, you girls, I'm going to sign off. I hope this was a helpful episode, like I said, and I hope you guys have a very healthy and happy week and I will be back soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.